Let's talk about the players who are rising up the fantasy rankings, not just for this week, but the rest of the season. And trust me, these are the guys who are actually going to make a difference for your fantasy team. And we'll begin with the Denver Broncos running back, Javante Williams, who continues to skyrocket up the rankings. This past week, Javante saw another massive opportunity share. He saw 25 opportunities, which led to 25 touches, over 100 total yards. He was efficient once again. And now, according to our official data partner, Fantasy Life, as you can see right here, by the way, all this is free. You can go and check it out on your own. Javante Williams now the last two weeks has seen 72% of the rush attempts and 28 opportunities per game during this time. He's been a top 10 running back in back-to-back -back games. Now, if there was one negative during this stretch, his passing game usage has decreased. We've only seen him run 29% of the routes, way less than half the routes the past two weeks. And we're seeing Jaleel McLaughlin see some, but mostly Samaji Piran. They're kind of splitting this three ways depending on the situation. So he's not seeing elite passing game usage, but he's still earning targets. He had four targets in week 10, four more targets now for the second time in his past three games. Now, the interesting part here is that he's been efficient despite facing stacked boxes according to player profiler right here he's faced the fifth most stacked boxes so that's when they're putting an extra man in the box to stop the run and he's still been able to see five yards per touch or more like he did this past week and the reason for that is just opposing teams aren't scared of the pass catchers for denver or russell wilson so far this season and i don't blame them it seems like sean payton doesn't even trust russell wilson the way he's calling plays and i expect him to lean on javante more moving forward now at the top of the show i mentioned that these are guys who can help you win your league because look at this if we're looking over the next six weeks the next two months or so he's going to face the Texans arguably the worst run defense in the league the Chargers a bottom 10 run defense he gets them twice by the way including in the fantasy playoffs as you can see at the bottom of the screen at home and then he also faces a Patriots banged up and struggling defense so Javante is a second year running back rising up the rankings and there's also a rookie RB that's skyrocketing as well and that is Jameer Gibbs who is somebody that I believed was a trade away the past couple of weeks because he was putting up massive fantasy points but now David Montgomery was coming back however it seems like I was wrong because David Montgomery returned in week 10 but did not see his great role of 70% of the snaps and carries like he did before his injury. As you can see on Fantasy Life right here, weeks four and weeks five were those great roles where he's seeing 70 and 75% of the snaps. Then he gets hurt in week six, returns in week 10, only 38% of the snaps and just 39% of the carries. He was the clear running back too. Now, of course, there's a chance that maybe they're just trying to ramp him up, but it didn't seem as so. Because it was the rookie Jameer Gibbs who saw the majority of the snaps and for the third straight week was extremely productive, now averaging over 24 opportunities during this time. And you can see these last three games, week seven in week eight where without David Montgomery he's seeing elite usage 79 60 percent of the rush attempts over 20 opportunities in these games basically over 20 fantasy points per contest and then in week 10 even with David Montgomery back sees 19 opportunities and 58 percent of the snaps the rookie has been great this season he ranks top 10 in running back efficiency and has averaged 24 opportunities the past three games he's easily a top 36 player the rest of the season and he might be pushing towards that top 25 range and over the next month of the season it's nice matchups for Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery you can see right here i'll get the bears twice over the next month of the season that's a number 29th overall at a 32 teams defense and then the packers defense in two weeks that's a great matchup that's on thanksgiving because the packers run defense for years now has been bad they just allowed 180 plus rushing yards to the steelers and speaking of the steelers man oh man jalen warren was the darling of the offseason and he seems like one of those guys who everybody had high expectations for and it's honestly paying off he's had a strong season and that continued in week 10 we mentioned that great matchup against the packers well here's what it led to on just 15 carries goes over 100 yards finds the end zone and has four more targets 19 opportunities in this one played more snaps 52 percent of the snaps than Najee Harris for the first time since their bye week and in this game he remained efficient on his 17 touches he averaged 6.7 yards per carry on the ground and that's all this guy has ever done in his career now for the second straight season he ranks top 10 in yards per touch on the year now 5.7 yards every single time he touches the ball on average he's getting nearly six yards eighth best in the NFL to this point and he's broken the seventh most tackles if you were to go through his 
game logs now you can see his fantasy points and where he finished for that week according to player profiler in terms of his top 24 finishes so an rb2 or better he's done this you can see right here one time twice three four five and now after this past week he's done this six times out of nine games a top 24 finish and let me remind you this guy was often drafted outside the top 40 running backs or even 50 running backs this offseason and he's basically producing as a top 25 running back for the far majority of the season he ranks sixth in overall targets despite being a part-time player so expect the Steelers to continue to lead on one of if not their most efficient player in Jalen Warren as they try to make this playoff push and Warren has a pretty nice schedule over these next six weeks I mean outside of the Browns this upcoming week nothing is all that alarming he has matchups against the Patriots and Cardinals which are some of the best matchups you can find and a fine matchup against the Colts in the fantasy playoffs so Warren is appealing and so is this next tight end but before we get there 65% of you that are watching this are not subscribed it only takes two seconds hit the subscribe button and it really helps me we are pushing towards 100,000 subscribers let's get there now the tight end who is skyrocketing up the rankings is Dalton Kincaid because he kept his great month of the season rolling in week 10 against the Broncos because Kincaid in week 10 he led the Bills with five receptions five receptions a team high six targets tied with Gabe Davis in this one and he just continued his great success found the end zone again and was once again a top five tight end so now we've been through three games that Dalton Kincaid has played without the veteran Dawson Knox the other tight end in this room he's been injured he's on IR and he's actually out indefinitely so it might be a lot more time and in these three games according to fantasy life you can see right here Dalton Kincaid the sample spot right here he's ran over 90 he's ran exactly 90 percent of the routes and has earned 25 percent of the targets for reference earning 25 percent of the targets on your team for a tight end last year would have ranked in the top three we're talking up there with Mark Andrews Travis Kelsey Darren Waller from past seasons that's how good he has been without Dawson Knox and here's the reason for it the Bills have shifted their offense to going 11 personnel just one tight end on the field instead of two when Dawson Knox was healthy and that's giving him great matchups against opposing linebackers and he's been dominating them now the Bills do have a new offensive coordinator taking over but I think they're going to use their first round pick and continue to prioritize him based on how good he's been and this first round rookie now ranks top 15 overall in yards per target and look at this here's the deal he is number one in accuracy rating his targets are the most accurate out of any tight end that means he is dialed in right now with Josh Allen and his rest of season schedule is really good you're looking a couple weeks out from now he gets the Eagles which is one of the worst secondaries in terms of allowing fantasy production to wide receivers and tight ends a matchup against the Chiefs that should have a lot of points a matchup in the fantasy playoffs as you can see right here Chargers bottom five secondary Patriots over the last month of the season have been a bottom five secondary as well so you get two of the best matchups in the fantasy postseason for the rookie Kincaid he's a top five tight end the rest of the season and we mentioned the Chargers defense well here's a Chargers player who might be the sneakiest player rising up the rankings so far this entire season and it is Jalen Guyton now he hasn't played basically this whole year because he was buried on depth charts lost his job and then he was banged up but he did see his first run in week nine for the Chargers a few weeks back and now in that game he did run 73 percent of the routes but only earned two targets nothing crazy but that usage increase this past week in week 10 85 percent of the routes very good was basically a full-time player out there without mike williams and josh palmer and 15 percent of the targets that led to his six target game solid and he translated this to a nice day six targets translated to find in the end zone 14 fantasy points this was usable and definitely worth picking up but here's the nice part in previous seasons with the chargers because he's been on the chargers now for four or five years his average target was like 17 or 18 yards downfield he was this boomer bust player but that changed in week 10 because as you could see here according to fantasy life's data his a dot average depth of target in in week 10 was just 10 yards downfield and now through his two games a small sample it's just 10.4 yards this is over 40 percent less downfield than his career average which why is that important you might be asking well it's nice to get downfield targets for upside but there's a nice middle range right around this 10 yards downfield because it makes it more easy for you to catch targets if you're just getting deep bombs those aren't easy to complete which means your fantasy production is boomer bust so now who knows if this will lead to anything but Quentin Johnson hasn't stepped up Josh Palmer is still hurt and you might be seeing Jalen Guyton be the number two receiver that's what it's looking like 
like for a Justin Herbert offense. So he's definitely worth somebody picking up and definitely starting in deeper leagues of 14-man leagues or deep uh, roster leagues if you have multiple flex spots. Because look at this. This week he faces the Packers. Jair Alexander might not play again. They're down three defensive backs. You look into his fantasy playoffs once those start approaching. The Patriots brutal secondary. The Broncos brutal secondary. Winnable matchups against the Bills and Raiders to end the season. This is a really nice schedule. So Guyton's a pretty sneaky guy who's rising up the rankings. Now this next veteran is quietly falling down the rankings. And this would be Adam Thielen. And look, we've talked about it for the past few weeks, a month now. We might, we've been saying, hey, Adam Thielen's been fine for you, but we might want to try and sell high because this is definitely going to fall off soon. And the reason was he wasn't getting targets downfield and he wasn't getting anything after the catch. So basically he was catching these like seven yard targets and he was piling up like seven or eight or nine catches to get you there. But the problem was once those targets start to fall, his production will fall because he's not doing anything dynamic or explosiveness wise on his own. As you can see right here in games where he doesn't have a lot of targets, two targets, just three fantasy points. That makes sense. But he scrolled down a little bit. An eight target game, he gets 15 points. That's average. But now these past couple of weeks, as you can see, just a six target game and a 10 or nine target game, depending on where you're looking. And he's seen eight and 10 fantasy points. If he's not finding the end zone or getting these massive target weeks of 13, 13 and 11, it's really hard for Thielen, a not so explosive player anymore to pay off. And this makes sense that at this point in the season, defenses are keying in on the fact that Bryce Young is really only having success throwing to Adam Thielen. So even if he's in the slot, let's put more attention his way. And that's exactly what's happened the last couple of weeks is some of the best cornerbacks on the opposing teams have moved into the slot, which is rare just to neutralize Adam Thielen and the Panthers offense has looked really bad because of that. So don't get me wrong. Thielen is still a top 10 receiver so far this season, but I think that's going to trend down closer to like the wide receiver 25 wide receiver 30 range. And if that's the case, you can still maybe sell him for something a little bit better. Maybe you can pick up a Chris Goblin in a trade. Maybe you can pick up somebody like a DJ Moore. The most ideal candidate though would be a player who's coming off a down week in Deontay Johnson. That's who I'd be looking to trade Thielen for. Now, Sam Howell makes his appearance in this video for like the third or fourth time this year because he just continues to be a top five quarterback basically since week three. His success continued in week 10. He goes over 300 yards for the third straight game. Posts three touchdowns in this game. Continues to throw the ball a ton. 44 attempts in this game. He's now averaging nearly 40 attempts on the season. And if we want to be exact, he's averaging 39.7. He came into this game averaging 39 on the nose. 39.2 actually. And that as the NFL record through nine games. He now has the NFL record through 10 games, leading the NFL in pass attempts. And this offense is throwing at the highest rate 75% of the time they're throwing. And this is how good he has been. He has been a top 10 quarterback in five out of his last six games. One of just two players to do that during that time. And now here is his ranks this season in the number one pass volume offense. He is number one in air yards, which leads to big plays. He's number one in money throws, which shows he's been great. And he's top 10 in efficiency. So you're getting a quarterback who has been good, has some mobile upside and his defense is bad. I mean, this commander's defense just gave up nearly 400 total yards and multiple scores to Geno Smith, who has been pretty atrocious accuracy wise and efficiency wise most of the season. So when your defense is bad, you're falling behind in games a lot more often. You're six point underdogs like he was last week, forcing you to throw. Now this week is interesting because the commanders are surprising favorites, nine point favorites, maybe not surprising based on the matchup against the Giants and Tommy DeVito. So we'll see what happens in this one, but this team is still going to throw a lot, maybe a couple more Brian Robinson carries, but you also get the matchup against the Giants secondary that just allowed nearly 500 yards and five touchdowns last week to Dak Prescott. So keep rolling Sam Howell out there. And if you have like Sam Howell and Jalen Hurts, some sort of insane combo, look to deal one of them, get something better because you don't want to be sitting one of the top five or 10 quarterbacks that you would be in that situation in fantasy. And you also don't want to be missing out on the fantasy blueprint. As you can see right here, every day of the week, I send you a tool that will help you make your fantasy playoffs and take home a fantasy championship. Waiver wire tiers, rest of season rankings, projection rankings, game by game matchup notes, anything that you can think of to beat your opponent. This will help you do just that. And this is real simple to acquire fellas. You just scan the QR code on the screen or click the link in the description below. You follow two simple steps there. Over 4,000 people have done it. Now it's your turn. And here's what I'll say. Look, these are the two simple steps. If you don't make your fantasy playoffs, because I know what you're saying. My playoffs are in like four or five weeks 
This isn't worth my time. I wish I would have done it at the beginning of the season. No, 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 no. This is just $5 for the rest of the season. And if for some reason you don't make your fantasy playoffs, I'll refund that $5. And if you do, well, you get this all the way through your fantasy playoffs. Every single tools and analysis and any questions you need answered will help you with that. So to get access today and join the 4,000 other people who are currently using this blueprint to win their leagues and smack around the competition, scan that QR code or click the link in the description below. All right, this brings us to B. John Robinson, who was probably your first, maybe if you got lucky, second round pick in fantasy and everybody's been worried about him. But in week 10, he finally saw some season high usage. His 23 touches in the best matchup you might be able to find for a running back against Arizona was a season high. He goes over 100 total yards. He ends up finding the end zone. We would have liked to see some more receptions and targets in this one, but it's kind of hard to do that when you're running the ball 22 times. And now more importantly, the underlying usage was nice to see 77% of the snaps was a season high we kind of saw a lot less Cordell Patterson and definitely a lot less Tyler Algier in this one as Bijan also saw a season high 85% of the routes run so he only saw two targets in this one but he was out there a lot more running routes that's going to translate in future weeks when they get behind which they will in more games so this past week's usage was what you were hoping for out of your first round pick and now he enters the bye week but he's been really efficient this year he ranks top 10 in rushing efficiency and he is first in routes run amongst running backs and once he comes out of the bye week he's going to be looking at a nice fantasy schedule in the fantasy playoffs he'll face the panthers bottom three run defense against opposing running backs a beatable matchup against the colts especially in the passing game department and then the 29th ranked bears defense really nice matchups here for Bijan. so expect him to command the backfield after the bye week and then let's look at what this wide receiver in jacksonville is doing and this was a player that we were high on this offseason and it was christian kirk many times this offseason we actually said yeah christian kirk's the wide receiver one here we get calvin ridley he's coming off of an injury though and then we got dunked on after week one when calvin ridley went off and kirk did nothing but since then it's been all Christian Kirk because he continued his success this past week in a difficult matchup not an impossible matchup but a difficult matchup against the 49ers defense has 11 targets goes over 100 yards this was his first big game in a while and it made sense right after the bye week they got him involved more especially in the middle of the field and if you were to look over the game logs since week two he's now out targeted per game on a target share basis Calvin Ridley in five out of the last eight games again Christian Kirk is the wide receiver one on this team the fella is beating man coverage at a top 10 rate in the NFL and he earns the ninth most fantasy points per target versus man coverage I mean, he's going to get peppered in man coverage situations, which are only like 25 to 30% of the situations this year, but it's better than not being good against it. And in week one, he had just one catch for nine yards. If you were to take away this week, Kirk would rank top 20 in wide receiver efficiency and top 15 in targets per game. That's how good he has been since that bad week one showing. And if you look at his upcoming schedule, matchup against the Titans is great. The Texans is a solid matchup. Great matchup against the Bengals. You scroll down a little bit more and you get a matchup as the fantasy playoffs against the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary that basically let you pass on them because they're so good against the run so christian kirk is rising up the rankings as a top 25 option the rest of the year now this next wide receiver i'm changing my thoughts on now if you already traded away Cortland sutton in a past week because of his touchdown luck that's completely fine you probably got a better option but the thing to note here out of the bye week in a nice matchup against buffalo he saw another touchdown which isn't sustainable but it's at least more sustainable when you see 11 targets like he did in this game and eight catches compared to the games where he's seeing just four or five targets and three or four catches this is nicer to see and something to note you can hold on to him if you're overall trade deadline or you can't get anything for him feel a little bit better now with the volumes there and you could also feel pretty good if you picked up Devin Singletary if he's still on your waiver wire go get him right now he was just on a waiver wire in another one of my leagues today somebody dropped him I added him 30 carries yeah even if Damian Pierce returns I like the fact that he saw 30 carries now is a good matchup this week he's gonna stay involved and just a reminder the last time that Damian Pierce was healthy for a full game he split the backfield with Devin Singletary and the time before that Devin Singletary actually saw more snaps usage and targets let's talk about the Bills backfield now another interesting backfield because James Cook goes over 100 yards looks really good in that matchup against the Broncos which is 
maybe the best matchup you can find on Monday Night Football. But here's the thing. He still just saw 48% of the snaps and still just saw 48% of the rush attempts. Because Latavius Murray saw just as many touches. Also, he found the end zone Latavius Murray and when used on the goal line in the red zone and they're continuing to use him. So even though James Cook had a solid week here, it was the best case scenario matchup wise and he still only was a part-time player. A running back who's actually rising up the rankings is Keaton Mitchell. This rookie has been great. He scored a touchdown on back-to-back games on very limited touches, but on Thursday night football, by the time you're watching this, it's going to probably be today or maybe it already passed. John Harbour claims he's going to be more involved. If that's the case, wheels up because if Mitchell just sees eight to 10 touches, there's a lot of electricity that can happen. And I'm preparing to see a lot of upside out of Ty Chandler this week, who's in line to start, assuming Alexander Madison misses with the concussion, and that's what he's trending to do. Chandler was a preseason darling until they signed Cam Akers, but now Akers is done for the season with an Achilles, and Alexander Madison is trending to miss. Ty Chandler, his own coach, literally came out and said, that guy needs to get more touches. He is so explosive with the ball in his hands. So that's another running back rising up the rankings, somehow still available in over 50% of leagues go get him he is a must start top 20 running back this week and now this brings us to a guy we showed you earlier geno smith off his massive week don't fall for it don't try and start him next week if you can try and trade him it's probably unlikely but do that otherwise drop him and pick up somebody else because this was the week the commanders have given it up to every single person that's what happened here with geno who took 47 attempts to finally have a good game this team's not throwing a lot more future weeks he's going to see 25 to 30 attempts and not be as efficient as he has been all season long in tougher matchups don't fall for geno in future weeks don't start him. so these are the players who are skyrocketing up your rankings and some guys who are falling down and maybe you don't want to fall for them now if you have these guys you'll definitely be improving your team if you don't try and trade for them if your deadline has not yet passed and this video right here will also show you some of the other best options to trade for before week 11 and if you're one of the 65 percent of people not yet subscribed just two seconds of your time to hit that subscribe button here no matter which device you're watching on you could do that tv smartphone laptop tablet whatever it is i appreciate you all a ton and i'll see you in the next one